Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, and welcome to episode number 448 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. It is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWS Chatting Child back on the line here with you as we get set and prepared here, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. And, of course, first off, we'll start things off with our wrestling news and views, which will, of course, be brought by our 2017 Hall Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, here at DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, also, of course, part of the team that brings your WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Also on the TalkShoot chat box tonight, bringing us our Today in Wrestling History report is the human suplex machine himself, John Gross. John, of course, is the first 2016 WWUS Hall of Famer and also a part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. <clears throat> um, and let's go on ahead and I'll let you know tonight our live video feed is coming in from a group that we normally don't uh, we normally don't uh, use all that often, but uh, of course, um, of course, like I said, well, we'll do our best to try to get more visitors here to it. And of course, there's another group started by myself. It is of course Unified Facebook Wrestling Alliance. If you want to join us, of course, from our live video feed from that, be sure to join us uh, at Facebook Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Wrestling Alliance Unified. And already here, folks, we have someone here joining us for our live video feed of Revolution episode 448. It is the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and of course is a 2016 Hall of Famer and also, of course, a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. Let's bring in J.D., John, and Anne, and welcome them to episode what will be an explosive and dynamic episode 448 of Revolution. I'm not going to even say the words how you, I'm not going to say the words that we usually say 
that is reserved for somebody because today he was more than a schmuck, shall we say. But let's just say it should be a wild night tonight. Yes, in, in, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, yes, indeed. And, of course, in addition to our live video feed, if you'd like to join us, of course, on talk.com, of course, as always, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. call on D one three eight zero five five pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, which will include, in addition to our wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, we, of course, will have a lot to talk about here concerning last night's 25th anniversary edition of Raw broadcast. A lot of mixed a lot of mixed feelings about this show here, folks. And and you're going to be and I'm, you're just like you're just like me. You're going to be very anxious to hear what all of our folks have to say about what took place during this show here. And we'll have, we'll definitely throw out some key things here, folks. Big time discussions all around here here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, indeed. Plus, with time allotted, a few little wrestling extras. I'm not sure what we'll do, but hey, you never know what we, what goes on here in the radio network. It just pops up whenever it pops up, I guess. So let's go on ahead and get things rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and views here segment. And of course, here to get things started here, of course, is our own Iceman JD Girondo, who has a few has 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 probably had his plate full looking for a few things here about that all day long. Uh, let's go on right ahead and see what he's uh, what he's going for. JD, what what you got on the plate? We've had a lot to talk about, and believe me, Howard, it's going to be interesting. So one of the stories we will tell you, Howard, be forewarned. Conrad Thompson of the Something to Wrestle With podcast tweeted out yesterday that Enzo Amore was backstage at the Barclays Center for Raw 25 last night, and he was wearing a, quote, Today is the best day of my life t-shirt. It said, Can't wait for tomorrow. Enzo, of course, was released by WWE Today, however, after being accused of rape. Speaking of Enzo, however, mind you, we're going to continue to have more discussions on the Enzo story here in just a second, however. In fact, however, he was supposed to appear in a matchup against Goldust during the third hour of the show for the Barclays Center, but as a result, however, that changed. The site reports that the match would have led to the Dudleys coming out and getting involved after Zoe's train attacked Goldust and Cedric Alexander, which would have led to the Dudleys putting one of Team Enzo through a table. Once Amore was removed from the show, WWE rewrote the segment to be Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus Slater and Rhino. He's Slater and Rhino with the Dudleys putting Slater through a table. The rewrite was done by 7 p.m. last night. As a result of the rewrite, Goldust and Alexander were removed from Raw plans, and the Zoe train was sent to possible work dark matches at the Manhattan Center, mind you. Meanwhile, however, the Raw viewership for last night's show was very interesting, however, and we'll tell you why, however, right now, however, as we're trying to get this up here in just a second, however. But speaking of the Cruiserweight Tower, we understand that the Cruiserweight matchup between Enzo and Cedric Alexander has been pulled from Sunday's show at the World Rumble, and that Daniel Bryan will address the Cruiserweight Championship matter tonight on 205 Live following SmackDown at the Verizon Center in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Monday's show, of course, averaged 4.503 million viewers, according to Show Buzz Daily, up from 3.25 million the week before. The first hour averaged 4.803 million viewers. Hour two took in 4.64 million viewers. And the final hour averaged 4.147 million viewers. On the night, however, Raw also shot up in the ratings big time. After scoring a 220 last week, however, 
in San Antonio. Raw had its highest rating in quite a long time, believe it or not. In fact, they finished the night scoring an even three in the rating, believe it or not, however, after doing 220 the week before. Meanwhile, staying with the Enzo story, however, since Enzo is always on this, it's all Enzo all the time today. Enzo has been made some comments issuing a statement following his release from WWE earlier today. Timothy J. Eckstein, an attorney representing him, issued the following statement that was available by Enzo's Twitter page. Over the past two days, Philomena Sheehan has made multiple accusations against Eric Arnett, also known as Eric and Zoe Moore of WWE, including allegations of sexual misconduct concerning an October 2017 incident in Phoenix, Arizona. Mr. Arnett fully and unequivocally denied these, denies these accusations. He is cooperating with authorities in this matter and looks forward to having it resolved in a timely manner. Neither Mr. Arnett nor his counsel will be making any further public comments on this matter. Speaking of Sheehan, however, Sheehan had plenty to say earlier today to TMZ, however, about the incident in general. Now, we want to warn you ahead of time, however, this is a little graphic, however, so please, if you are offended by this, we are sorry, however, and we apologize from the bottom of our hearts, however, but we will play for you a sound clip out of this thing that happened today, however, in regarding the incident with Sheehan and Enzo More. This was taped live earlier today on TMZ. And again, as we said, we want to give you a little bit of a warning here, so viewer discretion is advised with these comments. So please listen in and let us know what you think. It's coming, so bear with us, folks. I think we got it. Hold on. Okay, hold on. We'll try something else here. Hold on a second, folks. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to dig this up here. Okay. Okay, I think I found it here. Okay. Okay, here it is. Here's the clip. I was still sitting on the couch, and he proceeded to literally just pick me up, flip me over, rip my tights off and like just completely started sexually assaulting me. He like came over and he was trying to come on to me and I was like like no I want to get to know you first like, like I literally hadn't even had like a one-on-one conversation with him and he was like girl are you kidding me like you should be begging for this dick. I have a, mi- I have a million followers on Instagram. As soon as he came back into the room, he had picked me up, flipped me over, ripped my tights open. And I was like, whoa, 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 like, no. And I said no, I, like, countless times. Like, I, countless times, I just kept saying, like, no. But then at one point, he literally, like, put me in, like, a, I don't know what it's called, but, like, he just wrapped my arms around me and, like, grabbed me from behind and bent me over and just started, like, about, like going at it from the back and, um, 
did that for a little bit, but then uh, he like, brought me into the bedroom. He carried me into the bedroom. Like, I was saying no the whole time. I was like, please stop. Like, I was crying. I was like, please stop. Like, just please stop. Like, I don't want to do this. And uh, as soon as we got to the bedroom, he literally, like, chucked me onto the bed. And I, like, smashed my, it was, like, probably, like, right here on my head so hard that, like, I literally passed out. And I, like, don't, like, I don't know how long I was passed out for, but I definitely passed out because when I woke up, I was, like, he was still having sex with me. And, like, I, my head hurt so bad and I was dazed and confused. And I remember saying no again, like, just, like, get off, get off of me. At one point, he did flip me over on my back, and I was trying to kick him off. And he, like, held my legs down. And I know he used the condom because when I woke up in the morning, like, after all of it had happened, like, there was a used condom on the floor. Like, I, I don't remember when he stopped having sex. All I know is I woke up the next morning. What was it like in the morning? Was he still there? What was the, the circumstances in the morning? He was still there. He was still asleep. And um, I grabbed my things. And as I was grabbing my things, he woke up. And I asked him, I was like, where's my breath? And he laughed at me and goes, <laughs> it's everywhere. So there you go. A little graphic uh, detail of the whole incident in general. We are going to keep an eye on this story, however, but that is what we've got so far. Thank you. Uh, anything else, Tracy? No. I think, okay. I think that's all that needed to be said. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, dear sir. Uh, of course, uh, we do appreciate that. And J.D., along with King and W. Edward D. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news ads fit to print. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big time combination. Well, let's see what John has on the horizon here today here in wrestling history for January the 23rd. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, <clears throat> some interesting moments here, folks. And I'm sure JD, even JD himself, would, would probably know a, lot, a whole lot of what took place on this date. Let's go ahead and bring it here to you. 34 years ago today, which would put it at 1984 in New York City at Madison Square Garden, Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to win the WWF title. For all the intents and purposes, Hogan's win gave birth to the modern era in the WWF with charisma emphasized over raw in-ring talent. Though Bob Backlund, the last long-term champion, was a popular champion, and he remained champion from, 19, of course, 1979 through 1983, when, of course, when the Iron Sheik defeated him for the belt. The fans had grown tired of the clean-cut back one by the time Vince McMahon Jr., of course, we know him now as simply Vince McMahon, took over the WWF full-time in 1982. Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers voted back on the most overrated wrestler of 1983. Backlund would actually turn down a heel turn. And on December 26, 1983, of course, we said he would lose the WWF title to the Iron Sheik. Sheik would then serve as the transition to the Hulk Hogan era. With Hulk Hogan as champion and the new face of the WWF, <coughs> excuse me, new face of the WWF, the companies and the sports, the company and the sport for that matter, popularity, both popularities exploded with new and growing audiences. 
This would be held by a cross-promotion period <clears throat> known as the Rock and Wrestling Connection, where the WWF would incorporate popular rock and pop stars into their storylines. Hogan would go on to defend the title against all comers. Hogan retained the gold twice, of course, at WrestleMania 2 and 3, by defeating, of course, two giants, one, of course, King Kong Bundy, and the other one, of course, Andre the Giant. Hogan would keep the title until February of 88, when Andre the Giant would defeat him for the title at Saturday night's main event, the third longest or second longest, if you count Antonio Inoki's brief title reign in 1979, which WWE does not does, does not count, of course, that it happened in March of 87. Of course, at WrestleMania 3, where 93,173 fans packed the Pontiac Silverdome to watch Hogan body sign and defeat Andre the Giant. Hogan would lose the title in 1988, but would recapture in 1989 when he defeated his former partner and Mega Powers buddy, Randy Savage, at WrestleMania 5. 30, let's see, 31 years ago today, which would put it at 1987, the one-man gang defeated Jim Duggan in a Loser Leaves UFWF match. The bout was a way to write off Duggan as he was heading to the WWF. With that loss, Duggan and Terry Taylor had to vacate the UFW World Tag Team titles. 23 years ago today, which put it at 1995 on Raw from Palmetto, Florida, the Smoking Guns, of course, Bart and Billy, defeated the 1-2-3 Kid and Bob Holly to win the WWF Tag Team titles. The last time the Tag Team titles changed hands on Raw was in April of 94, when the Head Shrinkers won the Tag Team titles over the Quebecers. This win just came a day after Kid and Holly won the Tag Team titles in a tournament final defeating Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka at the 1995 Royal Rumble. It would be the first time the Smoking Guns defeated, <clears throat> defeated a short-term champion. They did, they did it two more times that they defeated Owen Hart and Yokozuna for the titles in September 95 after Owen and Yokozuna had recaptured them from Shawn Michaels and Diesel due to the British Bulldog replacing Owen Hart at In Your House with Owen's wife Martha giving birth to their next child. The Guns... <clears throat> would win back the belts in May of 1996 over the Godwins. On that same show, Vincent Mann announced Bam Bam Bigelow would be suspended without pay for 30 days after shoving Lawrence Taylor during the Royal Rumble event. Yeah, we all remember, do, I do remember that moment. <laughs> 22 years ago today, we put it at 1996, WCW held Clash of the Champions 32 from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. It's noted for the debut of Miss Elizabeth who was last seen in the WWF in 1992, standing by the side of her husband, Randy Savage. Elizabeth would leave the company after WrestleMania 8, and the couple would go on to divorce that summer. During her time, Elizabeth covered speedboat racing for ESPN. Now, that I did not know. I had no idea. Also making their WCW debuts was, of course, Deborah McMichael, the wife of then-Nitro commentator Steve McMichael, and, of course, and also Hogan's wife, Linda. They, along with Elizabeth, were valets for Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Also, Nancy Sullivan made her return as a valet. Of course, we all remember her as woman. The Road Warriors also returned to WCW. They left in June of 1990 after a dispute with management. They would be last seen by American audiences in the summer of 92 for the WWF as Hulk left the company for New Japan Pro Wrestling, while, of course, Animal <coughs> injured his back in October of 92 and would be sidelined for over three years for his reunion with Hawk in 95. And in another tidbit, 
Ric Flair nearly walked out of WCW as he wanted the main event to be changed. The plan was for Hogan to pin Flair with a leg drop. Also making their debuts were Conan and Psychosis, and also an incident where Brian Pillman grabbed Bobby Heenan by the jacket after his win over Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. 18 years ago today, put it in the year 2000. WWF presented Royal Rumble from Madison Square Garden in New York City. The last time the WWF held a pay-per-view event in Madison Square Garden was SummerSlam in 98. 19,231 were in attendance with 595,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Also of note, this would be the first WWF pay-per-view to air on terrestrial television in the UK. Hmm, very interesting. Match ratings, of course, as we've talked about many times, match ratings are from Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Dave Meltzer as recorded in the Internet Wrestling Database. Ratings are out of a possible five stars. Um... Uh, let's see, and I, of course I don't have I don't have I don't know how many stars each match got, uh, <clears throat> but we'll just go to name off the matches here. Taz made his WWF debut by defeating Kurt Angle. The match would be the first pinfall or submission loss for Angle. The Hardy Boys defeated the Dudley Boys two to one in an elimination tables match with Jeff Hardy hitting the Swanton Bomb on Bubba Ray Dudley through two tables. Mae Young won the Miss Royal Rumble 2000 swimsuit competition. Other participants featured Ivory, Terry Runnels, Jacqueline, B.B., Luna, and the Cat. Wow, wow. Uh, uh, Chris Jericho would win the undisputed WWF Intercontinental title over China and Hardcore Holly in a triple threat match. The New Age Outlaws defeated the Acolytes to retain the tag team titles. This match would be Road Dogg's last Royal Rumble appearance until 2012, and the last time the New Age Outlaws would be in a tag team match at the Royal Rumble until 2014, when they took on Gold, Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust with the WWE tag titles. Also, the 2000 Royal Rumble, Triple H defeated Cactus Jack in a New York City street fight match to retain the WWF title, with Triple H hitting the pedigree on Cactus through thumbtacks. And by John Sanders, it was one of the most gruesome matches. They used barbed wire two by fours, wooden pallets, and all and, and, and also at one point in the match Triple H used handcuffs and would nail cactus a few times with a steel chair until the rock came out and hit Triple H with a steel chair steel chair, excuse me. A police officer would uncuff cactus, giving cactus time to regroup in the match. After the match, cactus dragged the helpless Triple H back to the ring after the game was being carried out on the stretcher, and cactus would hit him with one more barbed wire spot. This would be before his last Royal Rumble until 2004. The Rock won the 2000 Royal Rumble by last eliminating the Big Show. And here are the eliminations and entrances. Oh, boy. Y'all get ready for this. This is going to be big. The first entry, of the, first, the first entry was D'Lo Brown, and, he was a, and the second entry was Grandmaster Sexay. Both of them were eliminated by Rikishi. The third entry was Mosh of the Headbangers. He was also eliminated by Rikishi. Let's see here. The fourth man was Christian, but he was thrown out, also thrown out by Rikishi. The fifth man of the contest was Rikishi himself. His first Rumble match appearance since 97, when he was known as the Sultan. He scored a lot of eliminations. Of course, like eliminating D'Lo, Grandmaster, Mosh, Christian, Scotty Tuhati, Steve Blackman, and Viscera until he was eliminated by the Big Boss Man, Test, British Bulldog, Gangrel, Edge, and Bob Backlund. Rikishi would also tie Diesel in eliminations as Diesel went ahead to eliminate seven men in 1994. 
The sixth entrant was Scotty Tuhati, but too cool and Rikishi didn't fight. They danced for a while until Rikishi eliminated them both. Number seven was Steve Blattman. He was no match for Rikishi as he lasted 44 seconds. Number eight was Viscera, and he had a good run with Rikishi until he got tossed out. This would be Viscera's final Rumble match appearance until 2005. Number nine was the Big Boss Man. He lasted 22 minutes, but he was able to avoid Rikishi right after his entrance. He did eliminate Rikishi, Farouk, and China until he was eliminated by The Rock. Number 10 was Test. He was a part of the, uh, helping out, and the rest of the superstars eliminate Rikishi. He lasted 26 minutes until being eliminated by The Big Show. Number 11 was the British Bulldog. This was British Bulldog's first Rumble appearance since 1997. He also played a part in eliminating Rikishi until he was eliminated by the Road Dog. This will be Bulldog's last Rumble match ever. Number 12 was Gangrel. He lasted 23 minutes and helped eliminate Rikishi until he was also eliminated by the Big Show. Number 13 was Edge. Of course, Edge also helped eliminate Rikishi as well until he was eliminated by both Al Snow and Val Venus. Number 14 was Bob Backlund, the surprise entrant. He helped eliminate Rikishi, but he was eliminated by Chris Jericho. This was Backlund's first Royal Rumble match uh, since 1996. Number 15 was Chris Jericho. He eliminated Bob Backlund, but was eliminated by China. Number 16 was Crash, was Crash Holly. He would be eliminated by The Rock after lasting 14 minutes. Number 17 was China. She lasted 37 seconds but not before eliminating Chris Jericho until she was eliminated by the big boss man. Number 18 was Farouk. He lasted 12 seconds thanks to a distraction by the Mean Street Posse, and he got eliminated by the big boss man. Number 19 was Road Dog, and he lasted in the final six, eliminating the British Bulldog and Bradshaw until he was eliminated by his own partner, Billy Gunn. Number 20 was Al Snow. He lasted in the final seven, eliminating Edge and Hardcore Holly until he was eliminated by The Rock. Number 21 was Val Venus. He eliminated his future brother-in-law, Edge, before being eliminated by Kane. Number 22 was Prince Albert. He was also eliminated by Kane. Number 23 was Hardcore Holly. He was also eliminated by Al Snow. This was Holly's first Royal Rumble match since 1996. Number 24 was The Rock. He eliminated the Big Boss Man, Crash Holly, Al Snow, and The Big Show. Number 25 was Billy Gunn. He, was, he eliminated Bradshaw and the Road Dog and was in the final five until he was eliminated by Kane. Number 26 was Big Show. He eliminated Tess, Gangrel, The Godfather, and X-Pac and lasted into, into the final two until he was eliminated by The Rock. Number 27 was Bradshaw. He lasted 25 seconds thanks to another distraction, distraction by the Mean Street Posse and he was eliminated by both New Age Outlaws. Number 28 was Kane. He eliminated Prince Albert, Billy Gunn, and Val Venus and was in the final four until he was eliminated by X-Pac. Number 29 was The Godfather. He lasted a minute and 32 seconds until being eliminated by The Big Show. Number 30 was X-Pac and he eliminated Kane and was in the final three until being eliminated by The Big Show. In the Rumble match, Mean Street, the Mean Street Posse and Kayantai did interfere a few times in the match in the, in the second attempt at interfering, Kantai also tried again. The boss man threw Taka Michinoku over the top rope, and in the process, Taka would eventually in, injure his nose. Unaki did return, but would get eliminated several times, including in the, at, during the end of the match. 
2000 was also the last time a woman entered the Royal Rumble until Beth Phoenix did it in 2010. The finish of the Royal Rumble match would be botched. The Rock's feet had hit the floor shortly before Big Show and would be worked into a storyline. The Rock and Big Show met at No Way Out a month later for the main event spot WrestleMania 2000. The Big Show would win the match, but the Rock eventually won his spot back until it was changed to a fatal four-way match with Mick Foley involved in it. Fifteen years ago today, we put it at 2003, John Hennigan and Matt Capitelli were announced as the winners of Tough Enough 3. Hennigan would, went on to moderate success as Johnny Nitro and John Morrison, of course, winning the Tag Team Intercontinental and ECW Championships before his departure in 2011. Capitelli never made it to the main roster. He would be diagnosed with cancer in 2006 and retired from in-ring competition soon after. Six years ago today, we put it at 2012 on Raw. The interim general manager, John Laurinaitis, wrestled WWE champion CM Punk. This will be Laurinaitis' first match since 2000. Oh, and also, uh, eight years ago today, uh, John wanted to mention 2010, Jake Roberts announced via his MySpace account that he was retiring. Hmm. Okay. Uh, One year ago here, Today, one year ago today in Cleveland, Ohio, the fi- final segment of Raw, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and The Undertaker had a face-to-face confrontation. Boy, I remember that moment. Yes, indeed. Great moment. Today would have been the 78th birthday of Giant Baba. And John, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, thank you very much. And, J.D., sir, thank you very much for bringing us the rest of the news and news here for this evening. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero. Oh, I did, I, I'm sorry. I did forget to mention how our earlier too. How our somehow, however, there was talk. However, also, however, that tonight there will be a mixed match: challenge the Miz and Oscar taking on Big E and Carmel. Also, uh, Lani Kai's birthday is today. Happy fifty eighth birthday to her. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, uh, thank you very much. I didn't see you here, but thank you for uh, bringing that up, V.D. I do appreciate that. And that mixed match challenge uh, contest ought to be a real good one indeed. Uh, 1724-444-7444, call ID 13805 pound. This is episode 448 of WWS Revolution uh, for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, is here with you here tonight. As we get set now to talk about, of course, as we always do each and every Tuesday, our thoughts and opinions about Monday Night Raw. And, of course, last night was a big one here, folks, as, of course, it was the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, I think Anne had to step away for a moment, but she may be back on here in a little bit. Uh, between J.D. and John, uh, who should... Uh, who should um, spill the beans first? Ah, <laughs> uh, do you really want to put me on the spot, John? Because I think, even though it's a little warm and it's going to get cold again over the next few days, however, I think you might need a hammer, you might need a chisel, and dare I say, a saw. <laughs> that so that tells me I think you might want to go first. Yeah, because it's going to be ugly. Okay, well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, as I always prepare you each and every night here, of course, in the radio network, uh, uh, one of our own right here, of course, and uh, you may have heard of MLD's Widow's Web, but this, this gentleman here has something that will definitely bring a chill into the air, ladies and gentlemen, as he gets set to, to spill the, his, his, the beans and give his thoughts and opinions about last night's Raw 25th anniversary show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, brings you, to, bring, brings you his Raw Icebreaker. Yes. And last night, however, was a very interesting night. Of course, we started off with JR and the King checking in from Manhattan before we went up to Brooklyn, where 15,990 showed up of Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Booker T. And who should start out the show, how appropriate, than the Million Dollar Princess and Shane O'Mac? Then, of course, we saw Vince show up, however, and he was given a big plaque for his awards of Raw. But then, unfortunately, however, mind you, he was not very happy about this, even though they said they started a GoFundMe account, however, mind you, however. And uh, needless to say, he started to heal on the fans, however, and began to rip the fans a new one. And at this point, the fans started chanting, you know what name, towards Vince, the A-hole chant, shall you say. But then who shows up but Austin, however, mind you. And Austin decided to raise a little hell, shall we say, however, mind you, as he decided, however, to, uh, well, let's just say, take it upon himself to deal with Vincent Shane his own way after having a few Steve Weisers. He laid out Shane, he laid out Vince, he laid out Shane again, twice. Of course, the funny thing about this was, Vince says, how I'm a senior citizen, however, mind you. Go figure. Anyway... That was a good way to kick off the show and entertaining for the crowd in Brooklyn. Meanwhile, we stayed in Brooklyn, of course, to our first match of the evening, which consisted of the uh, Empress of Tomorrow, the Huggable One, the Boss, and the Country Singer Girl versus the somewhat mild female monster, Foxy, Cornrows, and fake tits herself, Mandy Rose, with the Wednesday Adams of the WWE, the coke-sniffing hoe-bag, Paige. And of course, we know Paige is not allowed, is not going to wrestle anymore. Oscar and her team won, which was no surprise they won. But afterwards, Oscar decided to eliminate everyone, however, and show everyone that she meant business, however, mind you, however, by eliminating all her competitors, however, and making a statement prior to Sunday. Then backstage we go and Angle talks to a referee when all of a sudden who should show up entering the room, however, but the coach. Followed by Harvey Whippleman, the Brooklyn Brawler Steve Lombardi, who apparently is still wearing the old smelly t-shirt they wore back in the 80s and the cigar in his mouth. Teddy Long, and then of course everyone's favorite, I love you person, Brother Love, however, which I had no, I have, still think was ridiculous to even have him on the show. If you ask me, I don't know why they invited Bruce Pritchard back for this. Because his face was so beat red, he looked like a freaking uh, watermelon. Anyway, who should show up to uh, wrap up the segment, however, mind you, but the Boogeyman. And the Boogeyman decided to have a little fun with all the people in the uh, Angle's office by giving the coach a little present, if you will. And we all know what that was. 
Then we go to the Manhattan Center, and who should show up but The Undertaker. However, he got a pretty good response from the fans. Uh, from there, of course, he didn't say much. However, he said he's taken legends, ripped them off their pedestals, and thrown them in the cold, dark earth. And he went on to say, Austin McFoley even oh, had to answer the Reaper, saying they all tried, they failed. And then, now on this sacred ground, I declare for all those who have fallen, it is truly time you rest in peace. Now, my question is, was this maybe the promo we should have seen last year after what happened with Roman Reigns and The Undertaker WrestleMania 33? Yeah, I think so. Even though we didn't see it, this leads me to wonder if this is going to be leading to maybe Taker's final matchup this year, which John Cena has been rumored and talked about in New Orleans. I mean, whether or not that'll happen, we'll have to wait and see. Then we see the APA, our good buddies, Farouk and Bradshaw, with beer and cards in hand, how are playing poker. It was slated around. But then who should show up to enjoy the party, however? But I want spirit, and everyone has a price for this man, the million-dollar man, mind you, which was pretty cool to see. Then, of course, we go see JoJo back in the ring once again, introduce some of the GMs of the past, including William Regal, Eric Bischoff, and yes, everyone's favorite little strawberry shortcake himself, wearing a blue suit and a red, red, uh, actually red suit with a blue tie. Everyone's favorite, John Laryngitis, mind you. Yay! Then, of course, Daniel Bryan came out and the place erupted, however, and that was good to see him there. But then, who comes out after that? But everyone's favorite little pissant, the reality star show little twerp and his boyfriends, the Wiz. Bo, Hippie, Dennis Hopper, Axel Dallas, and, of course, the Axeman, Curtis Axel, which led us to our next match, Roman Reigns versus The Miz. And even though the referee tossed The Miz to the back, however, Miz had to cheat as usual, even though the referee didn't see it, and steal the IC title away for the eighth time beating Roman Reigns. i got to say it was a good match, however. But once again, just goes to show that Miz just loves to have his head up, Kevin Dunn and basically the whole front office of the WWE's backside, basically, because it's uh, the way he is. Uh, from there, we then uh, go backstage yet again, however, and now this time we see the Usos show up, Jimmy and Jay, Natalia, Jeff Hardy, and MVP, who they didn't even acknowledge, which surprised me. Meanwhile, we go back in the ring once again, and no, we're not back in Manhattan again, we are still in Brooklyn. And this time, it's Captain Charisma, mind you, however. He made a host the peep show, which was good to see. And of course, Christian then brings out his guest, the architect, Seth freaking Rollins. And of course, the whiny little pissant that he is, the son of Kurt Angle, Jason Jackass Jordan. Who tried to talk, however, and any time he tried to talk, however, he couldn't get a word in edgewise which was good to see, and I'm glad the fans totally crapped all over Jordan last night. But then who comes up to show up and ruin the party but the boys of the bar, Seamus and Cesaro. And uh, this was pretty good. The fun part I did like about it was when Seamus and Cesaro started leading the fans and singing, You Suck It, Jordan. Instead of Angle, it was to You Suck It, uh, Jason, which was good. Then it went into a brawl, and then next thing you know, however, we saw... Jordan holds Cesaro, however, in the ring, but Cesaro got free, and somehow Rollins nailed Jordan with a flying knee. Whether or not it was by accident, we don't really know, but this leads me to wonder and tell you that there is trouble in paradise between the architect and the jackass, 
which I hate to say it, I think they're going to be losing those titles come Sunday because I think the bar is going to get them back again. I really do. Meanwhile, we go backstage once more, and Charlie Caruso is interviewing the five-foot blonde goddess herself, the bimbo Alexa Bitchy Bliss. But who shows up to ruin the party? Yes, folks, everyone's favorite, the nature girl herself and Daddy Flair, which was awesome, and put Alexa in her place. I thought that was awesome. Just a little reminder, Alexa, don't uh, be talking smack against Charlotte and Rick, because if you know what's good for you, you're going to be eating those words like you did at the Survivor Series very soon for Miss Charlotte. Then we go to the Manhattan Center, back there for the first time since earlier in the evening. And, of course, we have Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Gee, what can I say about this? Hmm, let me think. Bray Wyatt hasn't done much for a while, and they continue to bury him. Woken Matt Hardy and his whole stupid laughter and his theme is absolutely stupid and cheesy and hokey and lame. But it was nice to see Bray Wyatt pick up the win against Matt Hardy in six minutes. But yet, we go back again to the Barclays Center. Because all night long, it seemed like that was the thing to do rather than stay in the Manhattan Center. Because all the fans were so pissed off that they kept going to the Barclays Center rather than staying in the Manhattan Center. This time, JoJo introduces some of the finer females of wrestling, including Nikki and Bree, Kelly Kelly, Lillian, Jacqueline, Tori Wilson, not Tori from DX, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Maria the Miracle Bennett Canellis, who again I want to congratulate on her having a new, will be having a new baby very soon. The lovely Trish the Distress, who looked very very yummy and delicious last night and looking very very good. And even though I'm not a fan of her, however, and she's going to be a mom soon, and all right, and she just had a birthday Sunday, Mama Maurice, I got a hand at her. She looked very 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 pretty last night. Very attractive. Good to see. You. And I know she and Miz had quite a bit to celebrate, despite their reality show which is still a joke that USA is even picking them up, but that's beside the point. I will say I'm glad to see that Maurice did show up for the uh, 25th anniversary show, and like I said, even though um, she's close to being due soon, how I wish her, and I've said before, I'm not being mean in saying this, I wish her and Mike, the Miz, the best of luck in being proud parents of a new baby girl coming up very soon this year. I wish her nothing but the best. I think we all do. One of the funnier things of the night happened next, which was Elias and Jericho, and this was good. And I'm glad Jericho called Elias a stupid idiot, and he made the list. Especially when Jericho said, if I could borrow your guitar, Elias told him no, and then Jericho decided to have a little fun with him. But then Elias comes out and is getting ready to sing, and all of a sudden, who do we see in the front row but Jimmy Fallon? Now, I thought Jimmy Fallon was going to get involved here when he, Elias took a shot at him, mind you, however... Then, of course, who should show up? Everyone's favorite, Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect himself, Superman himself, John Cena. And, of course, once again, Elias and Cena had a little banter with one another before Elias decided to take a cheap shot by using the guitar and bashing it across the skull and then hitting the trip away on Cena. I have a feeling Elias, you're going to be in for a little maybe of a rude awakening come on Sunday when Mr. Cena gets hold of you, but you never know. I will say the one thing I do like out of that they are doing good with Elias Howard, and Elias is still in my mixed bag at the moment. The one thing that I think that is good that they're doing right with Elias is that the fans, whenever Elias is saying WWE, walk with Elias, I think the fans are getting used to saying that more and more, and I hope to God soon someone in the marketing department puts it on a teacher, because if they do that, I will buy one. Even though I have mixed emotions about Elias, I do like how they're doing it now. WWE, walk with Elias. Very cool. 
Very, very cool. Then we go to another segment involving, this time, Mark Henry and the Godfather, who introduces him to a woman named Olivia, and of course, Henry shakes hands with Olivia, and you think something's going to happen here. Godfather then informs Henry that Olivia is his wife, and you could tell Mark Henry was surprised by this. Which, of course, then we go back into the ring for our next match. Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews with Alexandria York 2018, a 1991, Dana Brooke, Terry Ross herself. Versus the Wendy's boy, poster boy, and the man beast. And what happens is ends up being a no contest. But then who shows up to really line things up even further? But everyone's favorite. Yes, folks, they're back. And I'm surprised they weren't even announced for the Hall of Fame on this night. But unless they're saving for the next Monday in Philadelphia, I can see why, maybe. Devon and Bubba Ray return to the Barclays Center, a la Dudleyville. And the place pretty much... Halfway pop. Pretty much had a good pop for this. This was good to see Devon and them back in the ring. And of course, we saw Slater suffer a rough night. His rough night came to an end after losing in poker and cheating in poker, being put through a table. So, Slater, at least you took one for the team, buddy. Good job. Even though you weren't very happy to being put in that spot and everyone was telling you to take the spot, including Titus Apollo, Dana, and yes, even your teammate Rhino. However, they did show you some tough love here. Speaking of tough love, we then go to Charlie Caruso, who's talking to our good friend, Mr. A.J. Styles. When all of a sudden, who shows up out of the blue but another legend? Oh, who do you ask? Let me think about it. Why, of course, Mean Gene Okerlund. And Mean Gene Okerlund decides to have a little fun by interviewing A.J., but before he gets to the interview with A.J., he decides to do a little Hulk Hogan imitation. Good idea there, guys. Considering the fact, however, you did not even bother inviting him to the 25th anniversary or even The Rock to the show, I don't understand that at all. Unless The Rock had a prior engagement, then I can understand maybe and was probably filming his new movie, maybe. But they could have done something by putting him up on the Titantron and said, congratulations to 25 years of Raw. I've had a lot of great moments. I've had a lot of great uh, times with you, the fans, and maybe do a sing, a song or something like that. And maybe Hulk Hogan would have said thank you to the fans, Howard, and everything like that. But I guess they're maybe saving both these guys maybe for WrestleMania. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. But still, I think it was kind of really asinine that you didn't have either one of these two guys on the show last night. Absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, we now go to another fun segment with DX. Yes, folks, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, came out, however, to the Manhattan Center, mind you. And they got the fans chanting. But then they decided to have some fun as well by bringing some friends with them. And the question was, who? Who, you ask? Well, let's think. It was the road dog Jesse James, a.k.a. Uh, Brian uh, James. It was uh, Billy Gunn, badass Billy Gunn, who looked pretty good still. It was Mr. Ponytail himself, looking pretty good still at his age, X-Pac, Sean Waltman. And then, who else came to the party, you're wondering? Hmm, I must be thinking of something, because my brain is not thinking of it. Oh, yes, I know who it was. Yes, folks, it was the bad guy himself, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, who looked a little bad, who uh, had a tough time walking, I noticed, but still looked pretty de- decent somewhat, heading to the ring. But before he got into the ring, they cut away to a commercial. Smart move, USA. Way to piss off your audience there by doing that. But then when you come back, you have them in the ring, and then all of a sudden, who shows up next but Balor Club. Gallows, Finn, and Anderson. 
And all of them are together doing the two sweet thing, which I must admit, I marked out like crazy. I thought it was awesome. I thought that was very, very, very cool to see that. Now, if Nash was there, that would have been even would have been awesome too. And I'm sure Nash was sitting at home with his busted up wheel hauler and recovering from his busted up wheel hauler was geeking out too. And I think we all were. So I think WWE did the right thing here. But of course, this leads us to our main event. Gallows and Anderson for the third week in a row, taking on the Revival, Dash and Dawson. And yes, folks, Dash and Dawson, unfortunately, got the Ascension treatment here by being buried here in two minutes. Sorry, guys, this wasn't going to be your night, Howard, to beat the good brothers of Gallows, Anderson, and Finn. It just wasn't. But then we go back once again to Brooklyn, after this was over, because this was what closed out the show in Manhattan. The Brooklyn, show, the Manhattan show, before I get into the Brooklyn show, however, I've got to say, except for this here, really, really, really failed, in my opinion. They didn't do anything that was worth watching, and it was not exciting, that anything that, except maybe the Taker thing, if you want to talk about that, but I think the club DX thing was the only segment that saved it from being a disaster. Other than that, the taker thing was okay, but it was a little choppy in spots. But the club DX thing, that was the only bright spot of the entire night. Then, of course, we go back to Brooklyn, as we said. And then Kurt brings all the legends to the ring because he needs someone to make sure that Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane don't literally tear each other apart and pretty much tear the whole arena in half and brawl in the crowd into the fans. Uh, this was interesting, but it didn't last very long, obviously, as we saw. And in the end, we saw Braun stand tall after power slamming, basically, Mr. Lesnar, however, through the announce table, mind you. And, of course, it looked like Brock was hurt with his shoulder. We couldn't tell if it was legit or not. If it was legit, I, I, if it was legit, however, then uh, they better be very careful, however, come Sunday. Because if not, however, Brock could very well lose the title. But if it was just part of the show and he was selling it, so be it. But I don't see it that way. I think Brock is a little nicked right now because Brock, the last few weeks, has been manhandled pretty good at the hands of Mr. Strowman. But I think Brock will come out of this with the victory on Sunday. So final thoughts, how I already gave you my thoughts about the, uh, the Manhattan show. The Brooklyn show was okay. Okay in doses. But the only match that really made that show last night in Brooklyn, Howard, was obviously the IC title matchup. Other than that, you focus too much on the damn poker game and too much uh, hokiness. So I think they kind of dropped the ball last night, even though the ratings said different. How I think last night Raw really took a little bit of a step back this week. I mean, a lot of people knew this was the go-home show going into the Rumble. They could have done a little bit more uh, publicity. I understand some people couldn't make us of other obligations and things that they didn't even bother give them a call or whatever. But... I hope that SmackDown is a little bit better this week. Because I'll tell you what, if they didn't put on a good show on SmackDown this week in D.C. tonight, or even if they don't put a good show on 205 Live tonight, then I think they're going to be in big trouble going into Sunday. Plain and simple. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been an Iceman Icebreaker. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much, Eugene. Big time talks about the 25th anniversary of Raw. 
let's see what John has to say right here about um, about uh, his own thoughts and opinions about last night's show. He says, "What an unbelievable 25th anniversary for Mall! What better way to host it in both shows? Of course, the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center." John said, "Although he would have wanted it in the Manhattan Center, but that's what they should have done anyway. Of course, they kicked it off in the Barclays Center with Shane and Stephanie awarding a plaque." With Vince for, to Vince from the, the GoFundMe account, but not before showing a video package, which John thought was cool to go back from. And then Vince goes from to being good one minute to being his old self. We all know the old Vince yelling at his fans. Then who comes out to spoil Vince's embarrassment? His old buddy, his old nemesis, and his old rival, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince then tries to tell Austin about his health problems and six Shane in on him. Austin does not buy hover and stuns Shane, and also Vince, but not, but not before sharing a beer with him. <laughs> okay. We get on to the first match of the Manhattan Center, which, is, which was an eight-woman tag team match with Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Mickey James taking on the team of Nia Jax, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Alicia Fox. Asuka and her team wins the match, but Asuka made a point, made a point of about being everyone for herself as she tossed out her own teammates, showing that the Royal Rumble is every woman for herself. You have no friends or allies in that match. You can team up to eliminate a big threat, but there's no friends or allies in this match. Yes, we all we all know that. And also we have some backstage goofiness, goofiness of course, with Kurt Angle, the Broken Brawler, Harvey Whippleman, Teddy Long, Brother Love, and the Boogeyman, of course, also Jonathan Kutchman. And, of course, the Boogeyman pulls, off, pulls something off his sleeve, the worms in which he handles the... He actually handed them to Coach, not Kurt. There, John. John wondered if the where the boogeyman finds his worms. Where the worms are not healthy. John's think, John thinks they are gross. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, candy worms—they're safe to eat, but not real life worms. Well, John, I do agree with that. We do report back to the Manhattan Center where the Undertaker arrives, 25 years to the day, and where he came from. He talks about all the souls he's buried, everybody from Stone Cold, Mankind, and Kane, and said that it was time for all of them to rest in peace. Now, John doesn't say he didn't know if he was talking about retirement or if he's talking about one more match, but John believes it's only a matter of time to let The Undertaker have another WrestleMania match before he goes. I think after Sunday we might have an idea where we're going. If he doesn't do it on Sunday, I think we'll see by Monday maybe in Philadelphia if Taker is in Philly, however, mind you. That's the okay. plan. That's what I think. Okay, good point of view there, J.D. Thank you very much. John said maybe at the Royal Rumble we can might be a surprise entrant, and he could possibly eliminate John Cena to set up a WrestleMania match. Hmm. How appropriate that Raw acknowledged, of course, the general managers, of course, John Laryngitis, as J.D. called him, William Regal, of course, also uh, the SmackDown GM, Daniel Bryan, and, of course, former uh, GM, Eric Bischoff. So Miz shows up and takes on Roman Reigns for the IC title, and John was surprised. And John says he was surprised that Miz won. He says, yeah, he knew Miz was going to win. He was hoping that it was going. He was, he was hoping that it was going to happen. And then we go with the, the of course the APA party. The APA would have Jeff Hardy, MVP, The New Day, Natalia, The Usos, Heath Slater, and Rhino, and Ted DiBiase. And John says also as far as the Undertaker's video package, John says he loved it. By the way. The Christian first brought back, came back on, had on the, had the peep show, of course, with Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. And if you recall, the last time they had a, a peep show was when 
Rollins hit Christian with his money in the bank briefcase, and John wonders if this is going to be another saga. Uh, John says, well, yes. The fans wouldn't let Jordan get a word in edgewise, and the bar show up and then engage in a huge brawl, but Rollins accidentally hits Jordan and let John tell you, guys, there is tension between Rollins and Jordan. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, there was a confrontation, of course, between both Raw and SmackDown women's uh, title holders, of course, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. Uh, uh, John also says uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy had their match at the Manhattan Center and where Bray wins. Um, JoJo introduced all of the female superstars, of course, Divas. They looked good, of course, John said. John says he's hoping some of these Divas will get into the Women's Royal Rumble match. You, not, you don't never know. I heard about two or three of them might be getting involved. I think Michelle McCool, I heard, was one. I did hear, I th- I don't know if Kelly Kelly or Tori Wilson is getting involved. I haven't heard that yet because I know they still have some spots to fill, but I'm going to wait and see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you got to love Chris Jericho as well. He also put Elias Sampson on the list. Then Elias gets into a confrontation with, <clears throat> then gets, in, gets into a confrontation with John Cena, and Elias gives Cena a low blow and attacks him, but not before pointing out Jimmy Fallon and also took shots at The Rock, The Undertaker, and also Cena. Then Mark Henry and The Godfather have an old school segment, same as it was back in 1999. Mark Henry tries to hit on Godfather's wife, Olivia. Ooh. Godfather then said it was all good. Then we have a match between Titus Worldwide against Rhino and Heath Slater. A brawl (laughs) brawl. That's it. Well, that's it. But who should show up but the Dudley boys? And unfortunately for Slater, he lost everything, and he lost the card game from cheating. And he gets paid for by being put through a table. (laughs) And John says he's glad Mean Gene was there introducing AJ Styles. AJ did a little Hulk Hogan impression and talked about how you would beat uh, Kami at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's the name I couldn't remember, Kami, yeah. Owens and, okay. and we go back to the and of course now we go back to the Manhattan Center with DX. Uh, Triple H made a D, uh, he, uh, Johnson Triple H made a note to China and Rick Rude as well. I'm, that's good. That, 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 yeah, that's I good. saw that when they made that comment. I really liked that. I thought that was pretty. Cool. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, when they mentioned Rude and uh, uh, China, that was. I'm surprised they let that go in because I did not think they were going to acknowledge China. With Rude, I can understand, but with China, I did not think after all the crap that went down, that was going to be allowed. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you, you also have to keep in mind, too. If he didn't, if you know, you talk about, you know, something like an anniversary thing like this, yeah, you know, you got you have to acknowledge, try to acknowledge everybody involved in the mix, yep. and China was involved in the, pretty much a whole bunch of the uh, bunch of DX moments on Raw, even when, of course, when it first started. So, I mean, if they did, you know, that it would have been a, it would have been a, it would have been a, uh, a disaster. A, 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 a travesty is what it would have been, really. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it, but, but, but I'm glad that they, but when John, I did not know that John, till John said this, that they did that. Yeah. But that's good. They did. I'm, I'm glad yeah. they did. I, I, I forgot to, yeah, I'm glad John mentioned it too. I was going to say something about it, but John, you saved me on that one, bud. Thanks. Okay, no problem. Uh, that's total class by the game, giving a shout-out to China and Rick Root and said it didn't come out alone. And, of course, the Outlaws and X-Pac all show up. And X-Pac, X-Pac decides to introduce Scott Hall, and that's when DX and Scott Hall all have their fun. Out comes 
the Battle Club, and of course, one of them, what John liked was about the this was the Battle Club and DX throwing out the two sweet hands. You know, they were being interrupted by the revival, but after a victory by the by the New Age. <clears throat> By the Battle Club, the Revival get a lesson learned in respect by the New Age Outlaws, DX, tri- of course, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. John believes that the, re- that the Revival had it coming. Okay. And to close out the 25th anniversary in the Barclays Center was Braun Strowman taking out Brock Lesnar and Kane and Raw. John said Raw was pretty good with a lot of legends showing up, with the exception of some who uh, he would love to have seen there. As we mentioned before, The Rock, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Edge, Lita, Vicky Guerrero, Hulk Hogan, and others. And, of course, John believes that The Rock was doing some stuff apparently for the new Jumanji movie, so that's, he guesses that's why he couldn't be there. You no, know, he's in another movie now because Jumanji's done filmed. I think he's starting in another film coming up in April. But um, one thing I will say, though, uh, what I was going to say, how, uh, I mean, he talked about the, the legends of that. I understand he was in bad shape, like I said earlier, and he was having a tough time maybe because he was, um, like I said, maybe hurt or something like that. The only thing that would have made more sense, I mean, everyone hit that finisher, however. The only one who didn't do his finisher, however, and I can understand maybe because he's probably a little nicked up and banged up, however, obviously, is uh, Scott Hall. If Scott Hall was in perfect shape, however, mind you. I would love to have seen him deliver a razor's edge to one of the Revival guys, much I hate to say it. And I'll be right back. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank you very much, J.D. And 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 John says the only thing they should have done too was they not attribute to the legend that passed on. And John believes he he don't he doesn't think that they should have done that to Chris Benoit as well. But of course you know with that going on with you got to keep that in mind there too here folks. Uh, <clears throat> but John says he's just saying that they should have done a tribute video to the legend that passed on. And also uh, and and John says but that said that's it for his review of Monday Night Raw. He did want to add, add a breaking announcement as well that Asuka and The Miz has just defeated Big E and Carmella, so that's two victories in the mixed match, mixed match challenge for Raw. The New Day and Ty Dillinger are announced as the next competitors for the Royal Rumble match. Okay, so we must have heard that tonight, and of course we'll be talking more about SmackDown here, ladies and gentlemen, coming up uh, tomorrow night on the Wednesday edition of Revolution. Uh, thank you very much, uh, J.D. and John, for your thoughts and opinions about what, the 25th anniversary edition of Raw. one 444 call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 448 of WWS Revolution. This is Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday, excuse me, January 23rd, 2018. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross here with us as well. Uh, and uh, and John did hear some of this through uh, LordsOfPain.net. Um, he says uh, that's where he heard a lot, a lot of this. Uh, uh, Jay, for, for just in case we did, if we did not hear, John did bring us a couple of uh, uh, quick quick stories here. I believe this was said probably tonight on SmackDown, but we'll go over it again tomorrow night on Revolution. I'll go ahead and mention this: uh, the mixed match challenge match that took place tonight. Oscar and the Miz defeated Big E and Carmella. So that's two victories for Raw as far as the Mixed Match Challenge is concerned. And speaking of the New Day, the New Day and the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, are announced as the next competitors for the Royal Rumble match. So, uh, so, that's, so there you have it right there here, folks. Um, coming up here, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, of course, our Triple Threat Wednesday. We will, of course, start off with WWS Outside the Ropes, of course, at 630 
myself and the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and we may even have the uh, human suplex machine himself pop on here as well. Hopefully we won't run into another problem like we did last week here, folks, when you heard J.D. and John on the show, but for some reason they weren't hearing me. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll have, like I said, bring the latest uh, uh, pop culture news, of course, music, movies, sports, politics, you name it, we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, there, there's a lot of things, of course, that have, that have been brought up here, including, of course, obviously the big topic here of the pop culture scene here recently is the government shutdown. I'm sure we'll have a few things to talk about about that. And, of course, we'll get we'll also have double the movie trivia challenge here tomorrow night, guys. So uh, so, be, so be prepared for all that. I'm sure J.D. and John will definitely be looking forward to that. So outside the ropes tomorrow night at 6.30, call ID 141-387-POUND. Also, ladies and gentlemen, the NWO Madness Kingdom will bring you once again another episode of WWS Wrestling Today coming up at 8 o'clock tomorrow night as they will discuss, I'm sure, what their thoughts about Raw from last night, SmackDown from tonight, uh, the Royal Rumble coming up uh, this Sunday. Um, uh, who knows what they'll be talking about? And also, uh, and other wrestling stories, right? Making the rounds. Also, possibly the Enzo Amore uh, situation. I'm sure definitely will we'll probably raise some eyebrows as well. So, uh, racing, wrestling the bagel, of course, will be coming up from eight to nine tomorrow night. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound, and then, of course, we'll be back on here with Revolution here uh, for our live video. The feed will be from GFWUS Global Phenom, and also, of course. Wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and everybody's thoughts about SmackDown uh, from tonight, as well as other things, uh, other other um, other things going on, including some big time wrestling extras. Uh, you never know what we'll have going on, but we'll definitely have you something lined up tomorrow night. One three eight oh five five pound for Revolution. There and uh, be sure to join us tomorrow night for our Triple Threat Wednesday here, as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, John was bringing up a couple more interesting points here. As it pertains, like I mentioned before, Ty Dillinger was was announced tonight as another entry in the Royal Rumble match. And John says, as much as Ty Dillinger has the ten, number 10 gimmick, John doubts that he will be the number 10 entrant. <laughs> and John says he has another theory. If Sammy and KO do lose the WWE Championship match and Braun and Kane do lose the Universal Championship match, could they be participants in the Rumble? I, I don't know they would do that, wouldn't they, J.D.? Yeah, I think something like that would happen. It would be very interesting to see, though. I mean, yes, it would. I mean, like I said, if, if, like I said, if, I mean, anybody that, well, like I said, was involved in the big title matches, or would they have the title matches after the Royal Rumble? Or would the Royal Rumble match be, the, or would the men's Royal Rumble match be the main event? That that I would think it's going to be before the Rumble because they always put it on before the Rumble. I mean, it's supposed to be a four-hour show. We do know that, however. But, I mean, what are they, the thing is, I mean, they're going to probably put one of the matches on, I would think, maybe, however, at the, I mean, like I said, I mean, the women's match might go on at on the pre-show, however, that might, up, might, might no, I can't say it, might eat up, maybe, maybe, the whole pre-show itself, depending on how much time they give it unless they throw another bonus match out there. They haven't said anything if they're going to throw another bonus match out there. There's only seven right. matches there. The Cruiserweight title match is now up in the air. And again, Daniel Bryan's supposed to address that tonight. 
So unless they change that, however, and put Cedric Alexander against someone else, however, and do some type of tournament thing, or they start a tournament-type thing, maybe, however, I could see that happen maybe on Sunday, if not next week, however. But they have, they've got seven matches already listed, however. And then let's say throw a bonus match or two out there for the pre-show. Then I can see the women's match being the only one match they'll do on the pre-show. And then they'll probably put, I would think, if they do this right and they play their cards right, they'll probably do AJ and Owens probably about 9-9-30. And then I'll go until 10-15. And then the last 45 minutes of the show will be the main event, which is the Rumble itself. That could be your semi-main event with AJ versus Sammy and KO because I would imagine they're going to start it out with maybe, possibly maybe, the uh, tag team matchup with Sheamus and Cesaro unless you decide to go with the whole uh, uh, thing involving uh, possibly maybe um, uh, the three-way dance will go midway midway early in the show. Probably about 8.30, 9 o'clock. They could go back-to-back in titles and the title matches, however. But they could start out with the tag team match to start out with. They're going to have to figure out they got to do something, however. So basically, what we're looking at right now in terms of the matches that are supposed to go on the Royal Rumble, obviously the men's Royal Rumble match and the women's Royal Rumble match is supposed to, is supposed to take place. Right. A triple threat for the WWE title, AJ and KO, right? Right, the, right, the tag titles. At this, which ones, Raw or SmackDown? Both? Uh, both, yeah. So both, the, of be, both of them will be the Yeah, the, uh, Gable, the Gable match is the 2 out of 3 falls match, however, so that could actually start the show. That could be one that starts the show unless they bump that to the pre-show. That's right. another thing. They could bump that to the pre-show and then maybe do the women's match and knock those two out right away from 6 to 7. They can eat up until 7 o'clock because they're going to need two matches to fill up a whole hour unless you do the women's match, however, and then do maybe the um, possibly uh, another match, like I said, some other bonus match or two and throw it as a bonus match. I don't know. I'll be back in a second. Okay, all right. Thank you much for J.D. Um, but, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as, as J.D. did mention, of course, a Cruiserweight title match kind of up in the air about what's going to take place about what was going to happen, and they said Daniel Bryan is supposed to be addressing that tonight on 205 Live, coming up right after SmackDown. So uh, we'll probably know more about that, and we'll be able to bring that here too, coming up uh, coming up tomorrow night on Revolution. Uh, and, of course, John says here, uh, Roman Reigns, did, of course, did, did that last year, and of course, after they lost their championship matches, uh, guys like Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, the Big Show, all decided to throw their names in the hats as well. John says also he mentioned that he didn't really he just really want the women's Royal Rumble to be the main event. He would actually like the men's Royal Rumble match to be in the main event. Now, he's not disrespecting the ladies at all. He would just like to see the men's Royal Rumble. I mean, that's how it should be. I mean, you know, John, that's a very valid point. I mean, you're going to have a lot of mixed feelings about what what should they, what they should do in terms of, of of what they should have. But that's a very that's a very good point of view here. And of course, like I said, we'll have to wait and see it all, see all what happens here. Uh, after we're gonna, and speaking of, of course, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, I will also let you know that uh, coming up this Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShoot.com, uh, of course, a special edition of WWS Revolution will be our prediction show. Excuse me. Uh, will be, of course, our prediction show for, like I said, the 2018 Warrior Rumble. As we will talk about, of course, our our picks for all the matches here 
um, that will take place. Uh, also, also of course, may, there may be some bets being made here at, uh, right now. Um, so, um, so folks, there, folks, like I said, there you have it. Um, and so, join us there for, like I said, the the uh, prediction show, of course, for Royal for Royal Rumble. Um, this Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Shoot, call ID 138055, it's a special edition of Revolution. Now, I do believe uh, Friday night on Revolution, uh, J.D. and John will be making their predictions. Oh, as to uh, we can tell you right now, however, according to reports, this just came in a few minutes ago. I you know We usually talk about this on Wednesday, but Daniel Bryan made the announcement tonight. He said that Enzo has relinquished the title and is no longer a member of the 205 Live roster. Next week, a 205 Live GM will be revealed and deal with the title situation to make the fan something the fans deserve. They're going to give 205 Live a general manager? Yep. Why didn't they do that in the first place? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do it. I don't know what's going on, but they announced it tonight, however. Right, well. Uh, and, and like I said, according to Wikipedia here, folks, I thank you there, J.D., you do appreciate that. Uh, let me run down what we have so far listed as matches for um, for um, for the Royal Rumble. Of course, uh, the 2008 Men's Royal Rumble match, which would be for a World Championship match at WrestleMania 34. The Women's Royal Rumble match, of course, for the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 34. Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane, triple threat for the Universal title. AJ Styles versus both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which they're calling it a handicap match for the WWE title. Um, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, the Raw Tag Team Champions, will defend against Cesaro and Sheamus. And a two out of three falls match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles as the Usos will defend against the team of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Now, let me go ahead and mention here, as of... Um, as of, well, they're saying they got tomorrow's day, but as of, let's say for right now, for today, uh, 17 of the 30 entries for the men's Royal Rumble match have been announced. So let me go ahead and, and uh, let me go ahead and, and, and mention all that here so far. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> from Raw, Elias, John Cena, Finn Balor, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, and The Miz. Representing Raw will be so far as declared for the Royal Rumble. For SmackDown, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Baron Corbin, Rusev, Aiden English, Todd Dillinger, and all three members of the New Day. Yeah, the New Day, I think, made their attention tonight, I think. They did, yes. John just, I mean, actually, uh, yeah, John just informed me them and Ty Dillinger actually infor- uh, did that tonight. Okay. Uh, um, yes, they did. Of course, Samoa Joe was originally. Announced his participation back on January the 8th, but was later pulled out because of a foot, foot injury. So, the Samoa Joe, unfortunately, will not be in it. That's a darn shame. Uh, but, but we, we, we of course, want him. We don't want him to live with that here for. Uh, so yeah, yeah I think Joe's know. not going to be back till March. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be out for some time with that uh, injury he had. Cause, and let's see, real quick, uh, just to let you know, The Miz and Oscar did Big, Big E and Carmel tonight. Yeah, I did mention that earlier while you were... And you know Beth Phoenix is actually uh, one of the announcers of uh, the Facebook chain with Corey and Cole. So Corey Graves and Michael Cole have Beth Phoenix helping them out doing the call for the Mixed uh-huh. Match Challenge? 
That's not bad. Hey, she's getting... that's a nice. That's a nice. That's a nice uh, change. I mean, that's a good thing. I think it's all. I think it's decent. But from a women's point of view, and of course she's been in the been, been of course of course right. also been in the ring ring experience. I'm sure why not? Yep. I, I, I like that. And for the women's Royal Rumble match here, JD, so far eighteen of the thirty entries have been announced for the women's Royal Rumble match. And let me go ahead and make those announce. First off, I will mention that Paige originally originally announced it on New Year's Day edition of Raw. But of course, as we know, she has forced to retire, had to pull out because of a neck injury. So she's not, of course, not in it now. Right. Um, but uh, for Raw, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Mickey James, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. And from SmackDown, Naomi, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Becky Lynch are in it from SmackDown. So uh, 18 likes out of the 30 here, folks, are in it for the women's Royal Rumble match. As 17 out of the 30 are in it for the men's. Uh, uh, of course, like I said, uh, um, of course, we like I said originally it was supposed to be, uh, like I said, a, um, a match with the cruiserweight title. But of course, after what has transpired here just recently, with uh, 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 that's no longer Enzo Amore. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 right now, uh, as JD did as JD did bring to our attention here just a few moments ago. Um, uh, um, that, um, well, we that started it, hearing about it last night, and right. continued into that, today. Right, and then of course, and also Jay just now mentioned there's going to be a new GM of 205 Live, and that person is actually going to be making the situation, making a call as to what's going to go down now with the Cruiserweight Championship since ends up had to relinquish it because of this situation that just arose here last for uh, a couple of days ago, and of course with us hearing officially that Enzo is no longer a member of the WWE roster. So there you go. So we have to wait and see what happens there, folks. And like I said, J.D. and John, and I'm sure Ann will be bringing their predictions for the Royal Rumble this Friday night on Revolution. Like I said, we'll have our prediction show for the Royal Rumble this Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShooter.com. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and bring this to you one more time. 1-724-444-7444, call ID one. Uh, 138055-pound. This is episode 448 of WWS Revolution for uh, Tuesday, January 23, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Supervisor Machine, John Gross here. I do believe we did have a brief visit from the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel bringing us something about SmackDown. Um, and just to bring, just, just to... Um, uh, uh, man, well, uh, mainly, mainly he was referring to his point of view about SmackDown. Just to let you know a little bit early, uh, just a kind of a short review. He says it was a disappointment. Uh, so just to let you know about that. Also, of course, the last secret Anne Marie Rickenbach also popped on for a little bit, but she had to leave as well. So, uh, so, and all, we were hoping to hear tonight here, folks, by a couple more of our folks here, of course. Uh, um, unless something has come up here, and uh, and they had to, be, and they had to, unfortunately, um, uh, had to had to cancel that cancel cancel coming in at the last minute. Uh, something must obviously happen. Uh, so, 
we're hoping to hear from them here soon. Hopefully, like I said, maybe if that, not tonight, but hopefully, like I said, on Wrestling Debate tomorrow night. Also, of course, on Wolfpack Thursday night or Revolution on Friday night. We'll hope to hear from them here um, here in the next uh, couple of days if we don't hear from them here before the night's over with this evening. And John believes that Big Show may even be a surprise in that match on Sunday. So, uh, what do you say? He said Big Show could maybe a surprise in, in the Royal Rumble match. He could. Match he could. So, I mean, uh, and, but uh, <clears throat> like I said, folks, this is, Royal Rumble seen it to be something really, really big. And um, so there's no, no doubt here we're going to have, uh, we're going to have, like I said, a, a banging up time here. Like I said, leading up towards this Sunday here at the Royal Rumble. Um also, a special announcement here, folks. I did make this on Raw Radio yesterday, but I will make it again. Uh, Friday night on Revolution, of course, 138055 pounds, we will officially announce our inductees for the 2018 WCW US Hall of Fame. We have, we have uh, let's see, um, let me just say, we have, five in, we have five folks going in here, going in this year, folks. And let me tell you, there's some... Uh, there's some good, uh, there's some good, uh, good names going in there, but we're not going to say who yet until, um, like I said, until like I said this Friday. Um, I do also want to thank, uh, I do want to thank King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith for, of course, uh, uh, of course, and myself, him and myself, coming up with uh, the uh, entries here this year. And uh, you will get blown away here, folks, with the with the uh, with the people we have we have uh, have coming in here. Here it will be it will be it will be great. So, uh, so be sure, like I said, to listen in to, to listen in on that this Friday night right here on uh, TalkShoe.com. Uh, well, JD, with you and John being the only ones on right now, uh, we'll see if I can. Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, let me see. No. Uh, what I was thinking about doing here, of course, with the with the Royal with the um um uh Roy Rumble coming up, I figured that we uh we uh do a little uh Royal Rumble trivia. Uh, let me see. Well, let's see. I'll have some about some of the individual Royal Rumbles, like I had one on the 2015, on the 96 Royal Rumble, the 2017 Royal Rumble, matches before the Rumble, 94 Royal Rumble, 07 Royal Rumble, 06 Eliminations, actually two different parts of that. Um the 93 Royal Rumble, 92 Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, another part of the 06 eliminations. Royal Rumble 1990, Royal Rumble 91, Royal Rumble 02. Let's try uh, 92. Royal Rumble from 92? Yep. Okay. That was a very good, that was a good Royal Rumble there indeed. Uh uh, let me see here. Uh, never wanted them like that. Okay. Uh, all right. 
All right, uh, J.D. and John, if you're all ready to give it a whirl, and John said he's fine with it, and J.D., I'm sure you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, first off, when, when, whenever you're talking all the time, your place, your mouth gets dry, so that's why good old Miss W.S. drinks Minute Maid Fruit Punch. That clear, crisp taste. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. Bring out the fruit in you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get paid the money. <laughs> All right. Chuck, 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 as they say. Okay, uh-huh. here we go. There you go. Uh, that is actually good stuff. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, first question here. Um, and of course, I'll wait for both JD, and of course, I'll have to wait and give you the right answers after all of them have been asked. Okay, this right. is dot com. Okay, question number one: Where did Royal Rumble '92 take place? Terre Haute, Indiana; Albany, New York; Providence, Rhode Island; or Detroit, Michigan? JD. I'm going to say that was in, of all places, however, Albany, New York. Okay, uh, John, your thoughts, please. And John also says Albany, so we'll say that and we'll give you the right answer in just a couple moments. Question number two Who did Chris Walker fight in a dark match before the Royal Rumble before Royal Rumble ninety two started? Was it Barry Horowitz, the broken brawler, Nikolai Volkov, or Skinner, JD? Who did I say again? Sorry. Barry Horowitz, the Brooklyn Brawler, Nikolai Volkov, or Skinner. Who did Chris Walker fight in a dark match before? The I want to say Nikolai Volkov. You say Volkov. Okay, uh, John? I didn't, of course, I never, never, you never really see the dark matches at all. Um, John says Nikolai as well. We'll say that, and we'll go to the next question. Question number three, guys. Which team did the New Foundation defeat? The Nasty Boys, the Orient Express, Power and Glory, or the Natural Disasters, J.D.? The Natural Disasters. John? John also says natural disasters, and we'll go with that. Question number four. Who did Rowdy Rowdy Piper fight for the IC title? Bret Hart, the Berserker, Mr. Perfect, or the Mountie, J.D.? The Mountie. Oh, Lord. We're <laughs> on the Mountie. <laughs> yeah. I might put that on. You never know. Yeah. Just like, just like that one certain impression that you always do. I'm not going to even say that name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John says the mountain. Okay, we'll say that. Um, question number five. Who accompanied the Bushwhackers to ringside for their match against the Beverly Brothers? Was it Jameson, Mean Gene Oakland, Andre the Giant, or Hacksaw Jim Duggan, J.D.? I'm going to say uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, uh, John? Yeah, John? <laughs> Ooh, two different choices here. John, uh, JD says Hacksaw. John says Jameson. Uh, okay, we'll have to do this. Between one and ten, JD, pick a number. Six. 
Uh, excuse me, we'll look at the sex. I <laughs> Sorry. I, European, every time you said yes. that, European vacation popped up, I can't yes. uh, JD says, JD said sex, I mean six. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, John, what do you say between one and ten, bud? J.D. Ingham believe this. John had it right on the money. It was five. Huh. So, so we're going to go along with his right there, and we'll, we'll check these in just a minute. You never know, guys. You never know. This. Which team went into the Royal Rumble 92 as tag team champions? The Natural Disasters, the Nasty Boys, Money, Inc., or Legion of Doom, J.D.? I'm going to say it was Money, Inc. Money, Inc.? All right, John. John also says Money Inc. All right. Question number seven. Who drew number one in the Royal Rumble of this of ninety two? Was it Shawn Michaels, Ted DiBiase, the British Bulldog, or Ric Flair, J D? Uh Ric Flair. Same Flair. Uh John. Oh, we gotta do it again. John is saying the Bulldog. Uh okay, let's do this. Between twenty and thirty. JD. 15, uh, 20 and 30, I'm going to say 22. John says 21, and JD, you win this time. It was 24. There you go. All uh, right, so we'll say we'll say Flair in this, but we'll check these answers here in just a few minutes here, guys. Question number eight: Who was the first man to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble? Was it Ted DiBiase, Haku, Jerry Sags, or the Bulldog? JD. Ooh. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know what I'm thinking here. You know what? I'm going to go out on them. I'm going to say the Bulldog. You're going to say the Bulldog was the first one. Uh, John. And John said Ted DiBiase. We'll, we'll have to do it again here. <laughs> uh, JD, between 30 and 40. 36. 36. 30, I mean, 36. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a little humor in this, guys. You know that. Uh, John, between uh, 30 and 40. Eddie, you remember the movie Undercover Brother? Mm-hmm. You messed with the fro? Yeah. You've got to go. You've got to go, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Griffin is fine, yeah. so yes. Yeah. Uh, John, John says 30. Uh, believe it or not, uh, JD, you said thirty. You said thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You said. Who did you say, JD? You said. Uh, you said. You said. You. I said the bulldog. You, say, you said. Oh, you said the bulldog. Yeah, I think I said the bulldog. 
Yeah, that's right. John said T.D. Biasi. Uh, actually, it was J.D. You're close again. It was 37. So we're going to we're going to go along with the bulldog here. Okay. Number nine. Who were the last three men left in the ring during the Royal Rumble match? Listen carefully. Was it Hogan, Flair, and Savage? Hogan, Flair, and Sergeant Slaughter? Hogan, Flair, and Sid Justice? Or Hogan, Flair, and The Undertaker? J.D. Hogan, Flair, and Sid. John? John also is also saying the same Hogan, Flair, and Sid. And the last question here, guys. What was the prize for winning the Royal Rumble? Was it A, the winner received $1 million, B, the winner received a championship match at WrestleMania 8, uh, C, the winner won the WWF title, or D, the winner became CEO of the, of the WWF, J.D.? The winner became the champion. And, and John. And John also says the champion. Okay. All right, guys. Y'all ready to hear your answers? Uh, let's see, see how you did. Okay. And if this will just pop up for me, then we'll be in... <coughs> Excuse me here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Question number one, where did Royal Rumble 92 take place? And both of y'all said Albany. That is correct. It took place, like I said, January 19th, 1992. So, uh... Uh, what was that? Oh, that was last Friday, matter yep. of fact. Um, so back in 92, so it was a little bit of an anniversary right there. Uh, uh, number two, Chris Walker, who did he find in the dark, dark match before the pay-per-view? Both of y'all said Nikolai Volkov. Believe it or not, it was the Brooklyn Brawler. Sure. Walker would never make any pay-per-view appearances in his WWE career. Okay. Uh, question number three, the new foundation. Who did they defeat? It was, of course, the opening match. Both of y'all said the natural disasters. Believe it or not, it was the Orient Express. Tanaka and Kato. Yes. Mr. Fuji accompanied them to ringside. The new foundation, of course, you know, was Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart. They didn't last long as a team as Neidhart left the WWF shortly after this event. Now, that, I didn't know that either. Huh. I didn't know Neidhart left after that. Neither did I. Uh, number four, who did, who did Piper fight for the IC title? Both of y'all said the Mountie, and that was correct. It was indeed the Mountie. The Mountie had only won the title two days earlier. Of course, as you know, Jimmy Hart accompanied the Mountie to ringside. That was because the thing was at an event right before the Rumble, a, a, a house show. Bret Hart defending the belt with a 104-degree temperature. I think he had the flu. Yeah, he had the flu, said. Yeah. That's what I remember, yeah. Question number five. Who accompanied the Bushwhackers? To ringside for the match against the Beverly Brothers. Uh, let me see. Um, JD, you said um, you said Hacksaw. John said Jameson. John was right. It was Jameson. The Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake, defeated the Bushwhackers, Luke and Bush, in the match. After that, the match had ended, Jameson got some revenge on for the Bushwhackers by kicking the genius who was the manager for the Beverly Brothers. Hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, you ever? He used to be the. Uh, Pony no, 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 I'm talking about Jameson is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, he was on he uh, was the Bobby Heenan show. Yeah, Bobby Heenan show, yeah. So, yeah, he, he had the sock and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, question number six, which team went into the Royal Rumble 92 as tag team champions? Both of y'all said money. It was actually the Legion of Doom. 
They retained the tag team title, but they had lost their match via count to the natural disasters. All right, question number seven. I think uh, who drew number one in the rumble? I think both of y'all said Flair. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was actually the Bulldog. Ah. DiBiase was number two. Rick Flair was number three, and Shawn Michaels right. was number six. That. Yeah. The Bulldog was eliminated by Flair. That's right. was the first man to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Uh, let me see. Uh, John, JD, you said Bulldog. John said DiBiase. Is that right? Yeah. John was right again. It was DiBiase. Cheater. <laughs> he was eliminated first by the British Bulldog. He lasted less than two minutes in the ring. This wasn't the shortest time in the Royal Rumble. It was Hercules only lasted 56 seconds before being eliminated. Okay. Yeah. Who were the last three men left in the ring during the Royal Rumble match? Both of y'all got this. It was Hogan, Flair, and Sid. For Sid eliminated Hulk Hogan from the Royal Rumble. Hogan then attempted to pull Justice over the ropes outside the ring, which Ric Flair noticed and quickly helped Hogan eliminate Justice to win the Royal Rumble. I remember that that, that moment right there. Yeah. That actually set up, I think, the big match at WrestleMania 8 between Hogan and Sid, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the prize for winning the Royal Rumble, yes, it was indeed the WWF title. It was the first ever Royal Rumble where the winner became the champion. Hulk Hogan was attempting to win his third consecutive Royal Rumble, but just fell a little bit short. So I do believe he was probably, I guess you could say, the second runner-up or third place, or I guess in that one. Flair won it, and then it was Sid, and then it was Hogan, I guess basically you could say. There you go. But he did find it. Yeah, you got half of them. You got five out of ten all total. So that's y'all y'all did great. There you go. Okay, and uh and John said John said, F you J D I don't cheat and John said, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna get that in somehow. Oh boy, he's got a little bit raw here. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh oh man. Okay, well we could we can do it about we can do another Royal Rumble. Uh, um a lot of them just have ten quarters. I can try to find one that has more than ten. Uh all of them have at least well, the history of the Royal Rumble has twenty five. That's right. The history of the Royal Rumble. Uh this is a tough category, they said. I like I like you know how they put these funny names? This guy's the real names of who created these these quizzes and all that stuff. This one was created by someone named Dan Potato. Dan Potato. Nice. Dan Potato. I don't know how hot he was, but that's a okay. That's yeah. I <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, before we go any further, something I do need to check very quickly with someone. I think just. Send me a message here. Stand by here. We'll go a little bit past 11 o'clock hour here. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Let me let me check and see. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have an announcement here. I'll let J.D. and uh, John know this as well. Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds just now uh, messaged us on... Uh, on on our chat box, Listen, he'll be on tomorrow. She'll be on tomorrow night. It just didn't happen. And on the hatches. Yes, yeah, so the Black Widow will be spreading the big web as never before uh, uh, tomorrow night on Revolution. So she'll have a lot to talk about here. So, ladies and gentlemen, by all means, beware. Uh, 
Oh, that's... Uh, I think we only had two matches tonight. On and I think you were just talking to her just a minute ago there, J.D. Um, um, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens here tomorrow night on Revolution. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Okay, John is back. Okay, here we go here, guys. Question number four. Who was the last man to be eliminated by Hulk Hogan on his way to victory at the 1990 Royal Rumble? And here is a clue. Hulk had also eliminated him the year before. Was it Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, the Warlord, or Mr. Perfect, J.D.? The Warlord. And the Warlord. John. And John says Mr. Perfect. <laughs> this is getting... This is getting uh, very, very good. Um, let's stay on that same. Well, no, that's that, okay. No, let's do this. We'll do it differently here. JD between fifty and sixty. JD. Sorry, I'm back. I was just getting my phone for a minute. What's the question? That's okay. Uh, 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 we're having to do, a, do this again. I need to pick a number. John picked a different number, picked a different answer than than you did. Um, and it's between fifty and sixty. John says fifty-five. Uh, what do you think, dear? I'm gonna say fifty-eight. Actually, JD, you got this time it was fifty-nine. Actually, and so you're, you're saying it was you're saying the warlord. What you said? Yep. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Question number five. How many entrants did the 1990 Royal Rumble... Okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Let me read this. How many entrants did the 1990 Royal Rumble feature that held or went on to hold the WWF title? Six, four, two, or eight, J.D.? Six. Six? No, six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, we'll leave for a I can get that thing and also the thing from Kentucky Fried Movie out of my head. Oh, okay, yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, that was crazy. No, this is about a life. Oh, Lord, don't pl- Oh, Lord. Oops. John, the question was, how many entrants did the did the 1990 Royal Rumble feature that held or went on to hold the WWF title? Six, four, two, or eight? And JD has said six. John's also saying six. Okay. Question number question number six. Hulk Hogan won again in 1991. Which of the following four men was not in the final four with him that year? Was it Brian Knobs, Tugboat, Earthquake, or the Bulldog, 
JD. I'm going to say the Bulldog. Right, the Bulldog. John. John also says the Bulldog. We'll say the Bulldog, okay? Question number seven. Which of these legends competed in their first Royal Rumble in 1991? Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, or Owen Hart? J.D. Owen Hart. John. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Uh, and John says Owen, so here it is right there. Question number eight. Which of these ex, we'll say which of these former WWF heavyweight t- title holders did Sid Justice not eliminate in 1992? Was it Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, or Sergeant Slaughter? J.D. I want to say Randy Savage. All right, John. John says The Undertaker. RJD between 60 and 70. Uh, 66. 66 times. Apparently one of the Singh brothers is going to be out of action for a while. Who? One of the Singh brothers, Samir, tore his ACL. Oh, okay. For what reason? I guess during the Bavaru versus Jinder match last week, he tore his ACL. Ooh. John says he John says he wants a sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> and and as funny as this is, guys, that was actually the number I was thinking of. <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> Excuse me. You bold move saying that to your boss. <laughs> yeah. uh, John said the Undertaker would go along with that. Okay. How about a 69? Yeah. It was, no, John, you're not my type. I think mean, <laughs> we're all having fun here tonight, here, guys, as we always say. Number nine, which of these, which these sets of wrestlers did not compete in the 93 Royal Rumble match? Was it Bret Hart, Kamala, and Marty Jannetty, Terry Taylor, Carlos Colon, and Virgil, Jerry Lawler, Bob Backlund, and Earthquake, or Damian Demento, Papa Shango, and Max Moon? J.D. I'm going to say Damian Demento, Max Moon, and uh, his adversary. Papa Shango? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John? John says, although about what you just said, J.D., he, John says, says this, you G.D. right, I'm a sick freak. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I've been a sick freak for 27 and a half years, always have and always will. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> oh, uh, whoa. Down, Tiger. Y'all going to take the same answer as you did. Here we go. Question number 10. Which two veterans battled it out as entrance number one and number two in the 93 Royal Rumble? Was it Bob Backlund and Ric Flair, Randy Savage and Tito Santana, Jerry Lawler and Ted DiBiase, or Rick Martel and Harley Race? I want to say A. Say Backlund and Flair. Yeah. Okay, John. 
you know, it gets me that he, that the way he sound, way John sounds all the time on on these shows, you know, that you wouldn't think he would say anything like that. <laughs> oh Lord, he's going along with you, JD. He's singing back on his flair as well. All right. Question number eleven. Which current WWE Raw wrestler entered the ninety four Royal Rumble as participant number one? Was it Scott Steiner, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, or Triple H, JD? What year was this again? Um, you need the choices again? Yeah, yeah. Scott Steiner, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Which one entered the current Raw wrestler entered the 94 Royal Rumble as number, as, as the first participant? I want to say Diesel. You want to say Diesel. John? John's going to say Scott Steiner. Uh, so we're going to do it again, J.D., sorry about that. 70 and 80. Thank God. Uh, what do you say, J.D.? 70 and 80. 77. 77. Uh, John, between 70 and 80. John's going for an even 70. And we're going to, let's see, what was it? Oh, yeah. It was 72. So we're going to go along with what John says. We're going to say Scott Steiner. Okay. Question number 12, guys. Can you name, out of the following uh, four lists of wrestlers we have here, guys, okay, can you name the final four of the 1994 Royal Rumble? Let me name them off. I'll go very slowly. Was it A, Luger, Bret Hart, Diesel, and Bam Bam, B, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Lex Luger, and Rikishi Fatu, C, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Bam Bam, and Randy Savage, or D, Randy Savage, HBK, Adam Bomb, and Lex Luger? JD. D. D is in dog? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John. The yellow. Uh, and John is going with uh, Bret, Shawn Luger, and Rikishi. Oh, Lord, we're going to do this again. All right, uh, JD, between 80 and 90. They're going to bore me. Between 80 and 90, J.D.? 88. 88? Okay. Uh, no longer Dale Jr.'s number, but I'm glad he had a good racing season. Uh, <clears throat> uh, John, between 80 and 90? John says 86, and J.D., you hit it right on the nose. It was 88. <coughs> Uh, so we're going to see, so you said, you said, sat, okay, you said V is in dog. Okay, we'll do that, okay? Number 13, guys. The first two men in the 95 Royal Rumble were also the last two to leave. One was the winner, Shawn Michaels. Who was the other? Was it the Bulldog, Bob Backlund, Lex Luger, or Owen Hart? J.D.? What's the question? Sorry. The first two men in the 95 Royal Rumble were also the last two to leave. One of them, of course, was the winner, Shawn Michaels. Who was the other one? The Bulldog, Bob Backlund, Lex Luger, or Owen Hart? I want to say, however, uh, Backlund. I'm going to say Backlund. Uh, John. First off, John said he was going to eject something. Ew. I know. <laughs> you know what? And John said the book. 
All right, J.D., this is this starting to be very fun. Between 90 and 100. I want to say 98. 98. John? You said you said Backlund, J.D., and John says the Bulldog. Uh, John, John is apparently saying 91. Um, believe it or not, J.D., you... You got this time. It was actually 100 itself. <laughs> so, Bob Backlund, it is. Okay. Uh, question number 14, and this is a true or false question, guys. True or false. The Undertaker eliminated Bret Hart from the 95 Warrior Rumble. True or false, J.D.? True or false. What was it again? Sorry. The Undertaker eliminated Bret Hart from the 95 Warrior Rumble. True. And true. John? John said, oh, my Lord, we're getting into big-time territory. We're going to start all over again. He says false. All right. Uh, I tell you what, we're going, to go, we're going to go all the way this time here, J.D., between 1 and 100. Uh, 105. I said 1 and 100. Oh, sorry. Uh, 30. Say 30. Okay. You're trying to cheat on me, J.D.? <laughs> John says 14. It was actually it was actually right in the middle. It was it was twenty seven. So J D you're a little you're almost in the middle. So J D you're actually a little bit uh, closer to that. So we're gonna say you said true, we're gonna say true there. Okay. Question number fifteen. Two huge stars made their Royal Rumble debuts in ninety six. Who were they? Was it Steve Austin and Mick Foley? The Rock and Triple H, Steve Austin and Triple H, or Kane and The Rock? The Rock and Triple H. The Rock and Triple H. Uh, John? John's going along with it. He's saying The Rock and Triple H, okay? Question number 16, guys. The Rock debuted in the 97 Royal Rumble. Which man that he went on to have a long feud with eliminated him? Was it Billy Gunn, Triple H, Mankind, or Steve Austin, J.D.? I'm going to say Hunter. You're going to say Triple H, okay. John? John's also saying Triple H, okay. Question number 17. Jerry the King Lawler had a brief appearance in the 97 Royal Rumble, but he was eliminated by who? Was it Roddy Roddy Piper, the Bulldog, Bret Hart, or Mr. Perfect, J.D.? Bret Hart. Then Bret Hart. John? John's also saying Bret Hart, too, okay. Question number 18. Which of the following four men returned for the 98 Royal Rumble? Was it Superfly Jimmy Snuka, the Honky Tonk Man, Hercules, or Bushwhacker Luke, J.D.? Uh, I'm going to say the Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Mm, excuse me. Uh, John? All right, and John says it was the Honky Tonk Man, so we'll say that right there. Okay. Question number 19. 
In a repeat of 1995's events, the first two men in the ring were the last two in 1999's Royal Rumble. Who were the two men? Was it Kane and The Rock, Steve Austin and The Rock, Vincent Mann and Steve Austin, Triple H and Steve Austin? J.D.? Vince McMahon, Steve Austin. John? John also is going along with the same thing as you, J.D. He's saying Stone Cold and Vince. We're going to say that right here. Question number 20. Which wrestler who had recently returned to the WWF after a long spell away was attacked and eliminated by the Ministry of Darkness in 1999's Royal Rumble? Was it Fatu, Mabel, Jeff Jarrett, or the Big Boss Man, J.D.? I'm going to say Fatu. You say Fatu, John. John says Mabel. Uh, actually, I'm going to do this here, guys. I'm going to do like a round robin thing. Like I used to. Whichever one I'll end up on, we'll take that answer. Uh, J.D., you say Fatu. John says Mabel. So, here we go. And it landed on Mabel. So, we're going to go along with that, okay? Question number 21. J.D., who did not appear in the 2000 Royal Rumble? Was it The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Bob Backlund, or The Bulldog? Bulldog. John? John also says the Bulldog, so we'll say that. Question number 22. Which of these which of the, these four men returned for the 01 Royal Rumble? Was it Greg Valentine, the Genius, Earthquake, or the Honky Tonk Man, J.D.? Honky Tonk Man. And Honky Tonk Man, John. Ooh, he's cocky. He's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John says the honky tonk man, okay? You're saying that as well, all right? Question number 23. Three more to go here, guys, and we'll reveal the answers here. Number 23. Steve Austin won the 2001 Royal Rumble, but who was not with him in the final four? Was it Kane, The Undertaker, The Rock, or the one Billy Gunn? JD. I'm going to say The Rock. The Rock. John. John says The Undertaker. So we'll have to do this again. Uh, J.D., you said The Rock. John says The Undertaker. And it lands once again on The Undertaker. Question number 24. Uh, In 2002, the Royal Rumble was advertised as having four returning superstars that had not been seen in a WWE ring for quite some time. Who were they? And, I'll, and it's how I got four lists of four people, guys, so listen very carefully, okay? 
first first off, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Lita, and the Bulldog. B, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and X-Pac. C, Godfather, Mr. Perfect, Goldust, and Val Venus. Or D, the Bulldog, Takamishinoku, Ken Shamrock, and the Big Boss Man. J.D. Henning and Company. Who? Henning and Company. Okay, so you're saying... uh, you're saying the Godfather, Mr. Perfect, Goldust, and Val Venus. Yeah. John? You're also saying uh, Mr. Perfect and Company as well. And the last one here, guys, I do not have choices here. Um, so you'll just have to just, wing it. Just tell me this is the best of your ability. In 2003, who did Brock Lesnar defeat to gain his spot in the Royal Rumble match that year, did he? Who was it? You said Brock, you said? Yeah, in 03, who did Brock Lesnar defeat to gain his place in the Royal Rumble match that, that year? I want to say that one was going to be, however, uh, the pass, I have no clue. Okay. Well, I never heard of a pass, I have no clue. Yeah, I have no, I have no answer. I can tell you that next week, though, however, in Philadelphia, though, we have heard it will be Ron Strowman and Alexa versus Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch. Ooh. Ooh, say say those those teams again in the mixed match challenge. Becky Lynch and Sami versus Alexa and Braun. Ooh, that'll be, ooh. John, do you have an idea as to who this might be? Brock Lesnar defeated somebody to, to gain his to gain his place in the 03 Royal Rumble match. JD has no idea who it is. Do you have a clue? John says John says it was the Big Show. So I'm gonna go along with what he says, and uh, and I'm on the belch too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> okay, y'all ready to hear the answers? Here we go. Now, I won't go through all the explanation. I'll just say who. I'll just just say the answers, okay? Be, be make it fast. Everybody is ready to retire for the evening. Number one, 1988, Hacksaw Jim Duggan did defeat One Man Gang in the first ever Royal Rumble match. Question number two: uh, uh, Shawn Michaels uh, did not appear in the 88 Royal Rumble match. Uh, Number three, in 1989, Big, Big John Stowe was victorious. Who did not join him in the final four participants? Both you and John, J.D. said a team. It was actually Hogan that did not appear in oh, the okay. final four. Question number four, who was the last man to be eliminated by Hogan on his way to victory in, in the 90 Royal Rumble match? I think, uh, J.D., you said Warlord. John said Mr. Perfect. John was right. It was Mr. Perfect that he eliminated. Um, Question number five, how many entrants went, held or went on to hold the, heavy, the, WWF, the WWF title? Both of y'all were correct. It was actually six. And believe it or not, it was Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Andre, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, and Ultimate Warrior. There you go. Uh, number six, <clears throat> uh, who, who was it in the final four in the 91 Royal Rumble when Hulk Hogan won it? I think both of y'all said... The Bulldog was actually Tugboat. Sure. Um, question number seven. Who competed in the first Royal Rumble in 1991? Um, 
And I think uh, I don't know if one or both of y'all said Owen Hart. I don't know. I don't know. JD, you said that. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what John said. I think John said. Uh, um. Anyway, I will go and say the Undertaker was the one who competed in his first Rumble in '91. Oh, okay. So yeah. All right, num- number eight. Uh, this which one? Which would which of these uh, former champions did Sid Justice not eliminate in '92? Uh, John, I believe, had that one correct. It was in fact the Undertaker that Sid did not eliminate. Uh, <clears throat> number nine. Which which of the sets of wrestlers did not compete in the '93 Royal Rumble match? Both of y'all said Damian Demento, Papa Shango, and Max Moon. Believe it or not, it was it was the one that did not compete that year was Bret Hart, Kamala, and Marty Jannetty. Hmm. Let's see, Bret defended his belt against Razor Ramon at the pay-per-view, but was not in the Royal Rumble itself. Marty competed for the IC title, and Kamala wasn't even there at all. So hmm. there, 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 there you have it. Um, question number 10. Um... Uh, let's see here. Um, both of y'all, they both of y'all said Backlund and Flair for the two veterans who battled out at numbers one and two in the '93 Royal Rumble, and both of y'all would be correct. Number eleven, uh, which 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 Raw Superstar ended the '94 Royal Rumble as the first participant. Uh, see, uh, uh, JD, I think you said Diesel. Yeah. John said Scott Steiner. Right again, it was in fact Scott Steiner. But believe it or not, Scott Steiner was eliminated by Diesel. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, interesting. The final four of the '94 Rumble match. It was actually. Um, uh, believe it or not, John got it again. It was Bret Hart, HBK, Luger, and Rikishi. That was in the final four of the 94 Royal Rumble. Question number 13. Um, um, the first two men in the 95 Royal Rumble were last two leave. You said one of them, Shawn Michaels, won that one. Both of y'all said Bob Backlund. It was actually the Bulldog. Hmm. Remember, Bulldog almost appeared to have won it, but Michaels had, Michaels only, had, only one of Michaels' feet was on the ground, so he re-entered and won the match. Number 14, uh, Undertaker eliminated Bret Hart for the 95 Royal Rumble. Is it true or false? John was right again, J.D. It was, it was false. Undertaker threw Bret out in 91, but neither man was in the 95 Royal Rumble. Believe it or not. Huh. Now, this one right here really startled me. Uh, who These two, two stars made their debuts at the Royal Rumble in 96. Yeah, both of y'all said The Rock and Triple H. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It was actually Steve Austin and Triple H. Steve Austin and Triple H. Just on that time. Yeah. Uh, number 16. Uh, <clears throat> um, and the, the Rock debuted in 97. Who would on to have a long feud with? Who, of course, eliminated The Rock at the 97 Royal Rumble. Both of y'all said Triple H. It was actually, believe it or not, Mankind. Jerry Lawler made a brief appearance in the 97 Royal Rumble, yet, and yes, he was eliminated by Bret Hart. It was on, and Jerry Lawler was actually in there about five seconds. <laughs> so, for 18, uh, of course, one of these new 
good return for the 98 Royal Rumble. It was, in fact, the hospital. But he was, you know, being thrown out, he was thrown out by Vader at the end of the uh, At number 19, it was, of course, in 99's Royal Rumble. It was, in fact, Vincent Mann and Steve Austin. Uh, and, he, of course, he eliminated Austin. Of course, he had a little help from The Rock to do it. Number 20, um, and... Uh, he was eliminated by the Ministry of Darkness at 99's World Rumble match. And uh, D.D. John got it. It was Mabel. Remember, he let him out. He was coming he was, he was, he was back out of the system the next night. Yeah, so. He did not appear in the 2000 Royal Rumble. Those of y'all said the Bulldog, I think. It yeah. was actually... Huh? Yeah, yeah, I've said that, yeah. Both of as actually The Undertaker. He was on a hiatus from the WWF at this point. Okay. So, uh, who who returned for the 01 Royal Rumble match? Both of y'all had it right. It was the Honky Tonk Man. Number 23, Steve Austin won the 01 Royal Rumble. He was not with him in the Final Four. It was The Undertaker in that one. Uh, number 24, uh, it was uh, in, in 02, uh, uh, four returning superstars. It was, in fact, the Godfather, Mr. Perfect, Goldust, and Val Venus. And the very last one, who did Brock Lesnar defeat the game's place in the Royal Rumble match? Believe it or not, J.D. John had it right. It was the big show. And Lesnar went on to win the 03 Royal Rumble. So between both of y'all, y'all got 14 out of 25 right, y'all. The average score was one up from 15, so that's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. So, uh, very, very good indeed. Thank y'all very much, here, guys. <clears throat> JD, anything else, sir? You wish to add? No, but we will talk more about the Enzo situation, more about the Rumble and the aftermath that follows, however, because believe me, the next few days should be very interesting. Oh yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. John, anything else, sir? You wish to add? Dante doesn't have anything to add, but in the meantime, he he will say about the Enzo thing. He says he thinks the Enzo should be ashamed of himself. I do agree, John. Yes, I do agree. And John says he'll see us tomorrow as well. On that note here, folks, we want to thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 448 of Revolution. Uh, hoping tomorrow night we'll have some more folks on to talk about their thoughts and opinions about everything going on, uh, especially with our SmackDown is concerned. Also, more talk about the Royal Rumble as well. As J.D. said, more talk about the Enzo <coughs> situation. There's, there's going to be a lot of talk about that big time. So, on that note, for the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the <coughs> last kicker, Admiral Rickenbach, and, of course, we have an appearance by the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel. Uh, this is Mr. WWUS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight, and we'll join you tomorrow for our Triple Threat Wednesday was outside the ropes, 141387-pound. Uh, rest of the debate, 139925-pound. And, of course, once again here from uh, Revolution, 138055-pound with a live video feed from GFWUS Global Phenom. I do want to thank Unified Facebook Wrestling Alliance for uh, hosting, of course, our live video tonight. And, folks, be sure to join us there at, of course, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Wrestling Alliance Unified. If you like to see what all all this group has to offer, 
And then, uh, like I said, leave your thoughts and opinions about it there as well. <clears throat> Revolution, of course, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves out there. We will see you in the ring. <clears throat> take, and as, of course, as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and have yourselves a very terrific evening, and we'll talk about you here tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.